Blog Talk Radio. show on the air, and uh, tonight, um, along with my line of work, and uh, I, have, I'm, I have a couple other mothers coming on that are doing great works with uh, other grieving parents, and uh, tonight joining us uh, is Shirley Tripp Johnson, the president of Wings of Hope Living Forward, and Renee Hogan-Blythe, author of When Your Baby Dies at Any Age, and vice president of Wings of Hope. Their new nonprofit, Serving Grieving Parents Healing Together. Renee and Shirley met at the first planned retreat in the Great Smoky Mountains in November of 2013. Forty-four grieving parents from 16 states came together for three days and celebrated the lives of their children and spent time getting to know one another and making lifelong friends. After the retreat, Shirley and Renee decided to go forward with their foundation and dedicate their lives to helping parents who have lost a child to heal. <clears throat> Not that we ever totally heal, but we can find a place where we are at peace with what has happened in our lives. Tonight we will be talking about the Wings of Hope Living Forward website, the retreats, and the vision for the future of the organization. Renee will speak a little about her book, 
and we will have a question and answer session for listeners to call and participate. <clears throat> Please welcome Shirley Cripp Johnson and Renee Hogan Blythe, and I'm going to get them on the air uh, right now. Okay, good evening, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. This I got you Shirley. both on, Renee. Okay. Um, actually, yeah, I've got Renee on, and um, I don't know. I don't have Shirley on here, do I? Yeah, this is Shirley. Oh, hi, Shirley. Yeah, I don't think Renee's on. Yeah, what happened to Renee? I got somebody else on instead of Renee. Can you hold on one second here, please? I'm going to put you on hold, other caller, please. Maybe she hasn't called in yet? You there, Shirley? Clock, I think, is a couple of minutes slower than what it is. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. Yeah, if you have, uh, listening to the show, would you turn anything else down? Um, you know, you can listen on the air because some people will put their computer on and listen, and it kind of gives me an echo and uh, feedback. So if you could do that, it would be great. What are you hearing? No, I'm just asking. I, I thought I heard a little bit of feedback here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it might be somebody else's. Hold on one second, please. Okay. Let me get – I think she just called in now. Hold on. I'm going to mute the other caller. I picked up the line thinking it was her. Okay. Good evening. Renee? Hello. Hi, Renee. I'm here. You're on. Okay, fantastic. You're on. You're on. I'm sorry for the delay here. And like I said to Shirley, if you have – some people will call in and listen to the show on the uh, Internet while they're calling in on the phone, and then I had some problems with feedback. So we want to try to make this uh, show as clear as possible tonight. And I think we finally worked out all the uh, the nooks and crannies of it. Okay? <clears throat> I just wanted to let our callers know you're more than welcome to call in and ask questions. And the call-in number for the show is 347 838 Nine two zero one. If you'd like to talk to any of us, just hit the number one, and uh, we finally straighten that problem out, and you'll be in the queue. So, ladies, I read a little bit about you. You are uh, obviously women after my own heart, as you know. I'm, I'm the author of uh, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, and I have the uh, CF Wish Foundation in memory of my two children, Megan Marcus, and I also talk to other grieving parents and. Um, Shirley, if it would be okay with Renee, can we start with you and ask you some questions? Sure. Okay. Um, Shirley, what made you decide to get into uh, grief counseling? You're also a grief counselor, uh, from what I understand now. Right, correct. Well, after my son was killed in February of 2010, um, I started putting um, wings on children's pictures that were deceased, and then shortly after Mm -hmm. that I formed a group and um, just with the people that were coming into the group talking about how they just could not find a grief counselor that understood what they were feeling and that they just felt so lost and hopeless, I thought, well, maybe this is for me. So I checked it Mm -hmm. out, and I I signed up for it and was accepted and went back to school and am a a certified grief counselor now. And even though, and I guess I I probably started that in April of 2011. And And what was your name of your son, please? What was your name? His name was Chris. Okay, okay. And uh, so I studied day and night, 24-7 just about, and um, I completed my all my assignments and uh, was awarded the certification in November of 2011. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of textbook knowledge that, that I thought I needed to gain because I was just hungry for a better understanding of grief and just death in general. And I just needed to know how I was going to help other people but, and also help myself because I was really in a bad way. And mm-hmm. uh, after completing the courses, you know, after looking back on them now, I see that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of textbook knowledge, but that doesn't prepare you for what you face whenever you lose a child. And, you know, I just want to say for the people that are, that are really struggling with finding a grief counselor, you know, a grief counselor can't cure what's wrong. They can't, they can't take your grief away. And I think what makes it really hard for people is when somebody, they go to somebody and they pay them and they just have no understanding whatsoever of, of uh, you know, what they're even thinking or what's going through their head or anything. And I just find that it's really sad because even as now the people that I see, and, you know, I'm on call a lot for hospice and, and different things in my area, and, you mm-hmm. know, the newly bereaved, now I find myself really struggling with what to say because it, it makes me go back to a place where there was just so much despair and just that disbelief, you know, crying from our broken hearts that, you know, you're just left in that absolute darkness. And, you know, it's just it's really painful for those people, and I just my heart just cries and bleeds for them because, you know, I know that they're going to get better if they just, you know, keep their keep their mind focused. But, you know, it's right. just hard for, for them to understand that. But, yeah, I think that grief counseling is um, it's a, it's a hard it's profession, wonderful. that's for sure, for sure, but, and it's not for everybody. But I definitely am glad that I did it. But, you know, there's a lot of statistics that you learned in, your, in the textbooks. And even though I do believe in statistics, people I've found that mm. do not want to hear statistics whenever you're talking about that, grief. Yeah, that was one of my problems when, you know, I lost two children. And, and my daughter, when she passed, uh, she, had, she left behind a four- and seven-year-old. And I said I needed a, a, a counselor that, I could bring the grandchildren to that lost their mother, that I, as a mother to someone that had died, and I couldn't find the right person to go to. So I think, actually, uh, Shirley, what you're doing is wonderful because um, you can't get everything out of a textbook. So, you know, a lot of things have to be learned through what we've learned. And That's you right. can't really always touch people learning out of a textbook. But how do you feel that your counseling has affected your own grief? Has it made it worse, made it better? Do you get mixed emotions at times, or how do you feel about that? It depends on who it is and the story behind it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the number one thing that they, that they first start out teaching you is if you carry someone else's grief home or to bed with you, then you don't mm-hmm. need to be a grief counselor. And that's really hard to separate everything. But I really think right. that this truly helps me because I've always been a, a a people person, and I love reaching out and I love to help people whenever I can. And mm-hmm. I don't think that it has made my grief any worse. I think that it's helped me. And, right. and seeing you know where people struggle, it makes me even try harder to focus on living mm-hmm. forward because I think that that's, right. the only, that's the only chance that we have in survival in, in this grief journey is being able to yeah. look forward when we're even able to focus to do that. Right, right. Well, I have another question here. Um, what would you like to share uh, some things about grief in general that you think uh, would help other listeners? Well, I think that people, just, especially in the very beginning, I know that it's really easy to fall into familiarity whenever we're so lost in our pain that, Grief actually becomes our new normal for a little while, and it steals mm-hmm. us away from our families, but most of all, it steals us away from ourselves. And I think right. that whenever we 
fall into that familiarity of just that gut-wrenching pain that we suffer after the loss, that becomes mm-hmm. familiar to us. So that's where we want <clears throat> right. to stay, and that's where we get right. in trouble is whenever we can't, mm-hmm. you know, rise up out of that and start mm-hmm. to start to move forward. And, you know, familiarity, I mean, we all like things that are familiar. You know, a lot of us don't like change. But that's what's right. hard about this whole thing. And I, I think that because we become disassembled after we lose a child, mm-hmm. it's like our, our whole being just falls apart. So we have to learn to start mm-hmm. assembling ourselves again. And, and everybody until seems we step to out of that familiarity, of that gut-wrenching pain, and allow ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, to start mm-hmm. learning about our, our new right. self, then we're never going to get anywhere. And, and it's hard, yeah. and it's, it's work. It's grief work. And, and you know, it's not just going to happen overnight, and nobody can take it from you. But, you know, right. all the things that people feel about going crazy and, and just, you know, uh, not wanting to have anything to do with their husband or their families or whatever, that's all totally mm-hmm. normal. A lot of people think that it's not normal, but it is. And I'll tell you, whenever I first started coming out of it, it was about 13 months, and I'd already started my grief counseling courses, actually, but my, grand, my mm-hmm. daughter called me and wanted me to come to an event that my grandson was having. And I said, oh, I'm right. just not up to it. And she said, well, I'm going to say something. It's not going to make you happy. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And she said, we're not dead. And that's the, oh, yeah. at 13 months after he was gone, I realized that mm-hmm. I had to get out of that familiar pain that I was in because I had a family out there. And even though it's a that struggle can... for me every day. Right. You you know, I have a feeling on that also. There's also the opposite effect where everyone else treats us like we died when our children died. Did you find that also? I have found that other people just stopped talking to me, ignored me, um, just walked away. It's like I felt like I had died too. When I, I, I've said that to people. When my children died, I felt like I died. Because not only because you feel like that, but because people have made me feel like that. Do, do you find that other people have, uh, that you've talked to in your personal life, being a grieving mother and also being a grief counselor, have you seen this happen to them also? Or? I see it with the people that I, I speak with on a daily basis, and, but mm-hmm. I haven't really seen it for myself. I have, you know, I have a oh, okay. very supportive family. I've lost one friend, and she right. was a friend for many, many, many years, and she, she just unfriended me one day on Facebook. It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm unfriended on Facebook. So, but she just didn't know what to really? say. And, you know, and, and the whole thing is, too, and I want to say this, because, you know, we, we tend to wear our feelings on our sleeves after we lose a child, and we take everything mm-hmm. very seriously, and we get offended very, very easily. And, you know, mm-hmm. I found very early on that whenever somebody said to me, well, you know, my brother died, so I know how you feel. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. bothered me at first, but then I started thinking that's the only thing that they have that's even similar. They could relate to you, yeah. That yeah. they could relate to. So I started, mm-hmm. you know, not taking that as offensively as what, you know, I did in the very beginning. But, you know, right, I, right. I, I deal with people every day that, you know, have to deal with people like in their families that are, you know, saying, telling them to get over it or, or whatever, and, you know, you mm-hmm. can't get over it. And I just no, you don't. always no. tell everybody, you just talk about your child everywhere you go. If you can talk about it, you know, I carry mm-hmm. my son on my purse. So whenever somebody right. says something about that look, good-looking boy hanging on my purse, I tell him his story. Exactly. And some people want to shy I away, but important. I keep talking, and, you know, because I'm yeah, my even, son, and I'm never going to quit talking about him. And I, I, I do, too. Everybody. I found that even with my, uh, my my daughter's children were four and seven when she passed, and it's something I haven't shared on any of my shows, because it was very personal to me, but there were times when the children wanted me like not to drag it on anymore. They were very young, 
And, of course, they loved her mother. Um, her daughter was very young. And he, since then, they have a stepmom and what have you. And I have no you know, qualms with that whatsoever. But um, she has actually said to me now, she's older, she's 16, and we have some you know, family issues going on. But uh, she's like, please, don't drag this out anymore. I, I, and, you know, I, I'm trying to understand her from her angle that she lost her mother. But and I, I think a lot of people aren't looking at my angle. I've lost a daughter, you know, and a son now, and I'm trying not to hurt them. But at the same time, I'm no matter doing the shows or writing my books or counseling other people, which I do too. Also, um, I still lost my daughter, and I can't just stop. It's not a sickness. It's not a mental illness, and um, it's part of the grief process. Do you agree? As a mother. Of, of a loss of a child and also of a grief counselor. You, this is something, it doesn't stop. It's ongoing. It gets different. But at, mm-hmm. what's your feelings on that one? What is your feelings on that one? I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Nothing, nobody, you, you know, your children can't understand how you feel, and you really can't understand how they feel either. And, right. um, you know, Trip was, his fourth year anniversary was in Feb, on February the 17th. And, you know, mm-hmm. I usually have a pity party every day. I just don't invite anybody to it unless it might be Renee mm-hmm. or something. You know, I, I invite her a couple right. of times. But I try not to no, invite I used anybody to, too. to I, it. But now the holidays, the birth dates, and the anniversary dates, we still, no matter if you're a counselor or not, and I do what I do, those days still hit us like a ton of bricks. Am I right? Yeah. I, how do you feel on those days? On the those, fourth those, anniversary, this, this last uh-huh. February, I decided right. to have a pity party. And... Lo and okay. behold, I invited my oldest son and my daughter. I sent them an mm-hmm. email and said, how right. dare you not call me and talk mm-hmm. about your brother on his four-year death anniversary? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just so distraught over this. Anyway, they both called me the next morning, and they were going, mm-hmm. Mom, we don't like to remember that day. And they both mm-hmm. said the same things to me. So it really made me kind of sit back, and I felt horrible for inviting them right. to my pity party and expecting something yep. out of them that they couldn't give. You know, they yeah, don't remember him my on his birthday, too. on happy days, not on yeah. his death date. And, you know, I, I know. found, and I, and I should have knew this and not invited him to that party that night because I always tell everybody, yep. don't ever have expectations of anybody because the only person mm-hmm. that's going to get let down is you. So if you have exactly. no expectations of anybody, you're home free. Yeah, I just came up uh, in February, too. It was my third anniversary of my son, uh, February 2nd. And then I'm coming up in May. My my daughter actually died on Mother's Day, May 2002. Uh, Mother's Day is difficult enough for all of us, and I've talked about it before, but maybe like a double whammy for me, actually losing her on Mother's Day, because every year I get to celebrate the date and the Mother's Day for two different reasons, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then every so many years now, I think once or twice since she's passed, it May 12th actually fell on Mother's Day again, so it was like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, these dates are really difficult for us. I don't know why, I guess, what would you say as a grief counselor, like a little bit of post-traumatic stress coming on or, or, or flashbacks, uh, which is what post-traumatic stress is. Um, why do you think we... We get like that on those days. Just the, the the memories come flooding back more those days, or I, think it's I guess just like sadness maybe. of I think the the longer you are in your grief, I know mm-hmm. for for me personally, the longer I go in my grief, I just miss him more. You know, the right. gut wrenching pain isn't there anymore, but I miss him more on those days. You know, I miss that phone call. 
Or right. The little no, I know. That he might yeah. have brought in or whatever, and I, I just miss that more and more as time goes on. Yeah, they're, they're but, but the, days. You know, the, that pain that we feel, that despair. You know, I don't feel that mm-hmm. anymore. But you know, I try to I try to remember him with a smile as often as I can. And you know, one more thing I want to say of course to the newly can. bereaved mm-hmm. that um, you know, whenever you're walking around just aimlessly in your house and you don't know you know which end is up and you don't know what to do and you're just crying. And mm-hmm. it seems like you accomplish nothing. The one thing that I found that really has helped, not just myself, but other people that I that I counsel, is to make a, a list at night before you go to bed. And even if you mm-hmm. put two things on it, get out of bed and put on my clothes, that's accomplishing mm-hmm. something. And then, exactly. you, just, you know, after you do that for a few days, if you're able to do that, then you add something to your list. Walk to the mailbox, you know, get some yeah, mail. It's, it's, you know, it's mile, go outside and sit for 10 minutes. But you, exactly. but you can't just, you can't just you carry learn. on with your life the way it was before. You have to set your little mm-hmm. milestones and accomplish them yeah, as you can, can, but it really you does. You have to crawl help. like like you're, you're, you're a baby again. You, you have to crawl before you walk again because we, mm-hmm. we're learning. We're learning. It's a learning process and what have you. Um, I'm going to put you on hold one second. My co-host just came on. I just want to say hello to her, uh, Melissa. We'll say hello. i got one more question to ask you. Then we'll go on to Renee, and I've got some questions for her, and then we'll all talk and then start take call, taking callers. So okay. can you hold on one second, please? Thank sure you. Can. Thank you so much. Melissa, hello. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, Good. I just want to introduce uh, Renee and Shirley. This is Melissa. Uh, Hi. She's my co-host. Hi. Renee and Shirley. Uh, I don't know if she can hear you. Hello. Hello. Renee and Shirley. Yes. You're both there? Hi there. Hi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Melissa is my niece, my co-host on the show, my editor of my book, my helper, and... Um, so she's going to be co-hosting tonight again, which we normally do. And then we have some more questions. Um, Melissa looks at, you know, the, these were her cousins that passed. Uh, she's lost three now, two of my children, and my niece lost her son last year at 28 years old. So we've now lost, she's lost three cousins. So later on, I guess, in the show, we'll talk about her her feelings from the aspect of a, a cousin. Okay. Yeah. So, Melissa, I'm going to put you on hold a second. I have one more question because we want to get into the foundation because they're so important because they're helping so many people between the retreats and what have you. And I'd like to ask Shirley, uh, being that she's the president, um, Shirley, when did you have your first gathering of the grieving parents and, and when did you know that counseling and the retreats would be your focus? I'm sorry, would you repeat that? Sure. Yeah. I just wanted to know, um, Shirley, when did you have your first gathering of grieving parents and when did you know that counseling and the retreats would be your your focus? I had my first gathering in March of 2012, okay. and that was at, a, at my grief center, and we had about 11 or 12 people that actually showed up, and uh, mm-hmm. it was just people from the area. And then after that, we started having uh, larger gatherings, and we have had some of the gatherings at my house, and we had talked about uh, you know, getting together in a, a larger you know, facility and having like mm-hmm. uh you know a large gathering of of grieving parents but we we got together and we had balloon releases and and candle lightings and just you know sat around and talked about our kids and and we just kind of ate and drank and just kind of got to know each other and then we would sit mm-hmm. around and talk about how great it would be if we just you know started getting grieving parents together and so right. whenever I went to the Gatlinburg retreat and met Renee uh she mm-hmm. had the same vision 
And obviously she did because she's the one that actually started the, uh, heard another friend of hers actually got the Gatlinburger treat going. And whenever I mm-hmm. met her and, um, you know, we had the same vision and wanted to go, you know, forward doing the same thing, we just um, mm-hmm. got together. I flew down to, to Virginia after the retreat and we got together and filled out all the paperwork and away we went. It was kind of funny. You two were both born in the same state, from what I understand, right? Yeah, we were both and born in you, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. See, God, God puts us together. It's, it's, it's for for many reasons. It's, it's, it's it, you know that's the way things seem to happen in life. Well, Shirley, um, you know, like I said, um, um, so you're when you did, you know, when you knew the counseling, and I said, and the treats were were your main focus. Um, did something? Was there just like a? Did you wake up one day and say? I have to do it. Did you feel like it was a calling, or you just did it, or how did it, what brought you to it? To it, you know what I mean? I mean, you, I knew you, it was you a got calling. together. Okay, I, yeah. I knew it yeah, was a I calling. Think... I knew that it was something okay. that I, I needed to do not for myself, but I really felt like that it was something that um, that the Lord wanted me to do. Exactly. I think there are a lot of us that we've got together with these things that we're doing now that we all consider calling. So, well, I think uh, if you don't mind. Um, Shirley, I'm going to put you, you know, you stay on, of course, because you're going to, we're going to be talking more. We have two hours into the show, and, and um, in a little bit we'll be bringing on, um, you know, people that want to ask questions, but we want to get some words out first. Um, Renee, hi. How you doing, Renee? Um, Renee lost her son, Chris, uh, 30 years old, her only child, and that's a, another thing I wanted to talk about that um, we've all lost. Some of us have other. I have two other children. Uh, you have parents that have lost children through suicide, accidents, drug overdoses, mitosis, cystic fibrosis, cancer. Um, Renee, uh, Renee actually lost her only child, um, and we all kind of we we're all central with our grief. We all kind of we're all doing you know the, the main thing. We're grieving the loss of child, children, only child could be one of nine or whatever but the bottom line is the grieving process is the same so what i want to ask renee tonight um why and when did you write your book and if you could tell us a little bit about chris also tonight sure hi peggy how are you Uh, um, before we get started let me apologize our navy guys are flying tonight i live next to the nas air base in virginia beach and uh, the planes are flying pretty heavy so if you hear jet noise it's a jet. <laughs> well, don't worry about it because in a few minutes I have a son here that will start his video game. So you got your jet noise, and we'll, we'll get the game going over here. So just showing you that we do have we, – we're not from out of space, guys. We have normal lives. You, you can't stuff the jets, and I can't shut his mouth up. So let's go. <laughs> got to do life with a sense of humor, too, too. Okay, Renee, so I, I did I, – you know what? I, I had a meeting today, and I wanted to finish your book, and I got – stuck at this meeting. I could not get out of it. It was a very important meeting. And I read as much as I could of the book. I absolutely love the book. And um, I love the poems. And I love some of the stories. And um, so let's let's hear the why and whens. Uh, how did you write the book? Or why did you write the book? Or tell us about it. Okay. First of all, tell us well, the name of the book. Off, the name of the book is When Your Baby Dies at Any Age. And um, mm-hmm. I named my books for a reason. Uh, I found my son. Uh, Chris was my only child, like you mentioned. I'm not a grandmother, so he was pretty much my life. And we Mm -hmm. lived in Virginia Beach uh, with no family here. We were each other's family in this big city. So 
the morning I went to wake him, he was uh, had died in his sleep. Uh, of course, after being begging for hours for him to awake, uh, I came and called 911 and um, said, "Come quick, my baby's dead." Uh, mm-hmm. And she said, and I said, "I'm at 1528 New York Avenue. Come quick." And she said, mm-hmm. uh, "How old is your baby?" And I said, um, "He's 30. Hurry." And mm-hmm. so my book is named that because of what I said. That was the first thing right. out of my mind. But there are always are babies. Um, People don't realize that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if they're a newborn or age sixty. That's your baby. And and mm-hmm. um, well, one of the things that um, the reason I wrote my book, I I did copywriting for newspaper for about fifteen years, so I had an urge to want to write, and I started right away. Um, a friend told me that. I should, you know, have you, when you write a book, it should help someone. So I thought, well, I haven't actually walked the, the grief road, so maybe I better wait. So I went four years without any counseling, any group. Uh, I was mm-hmm. basically alone in my grief. I didn't take any medications. I just basically walked through it by myself. And it mm-hmm. was very hard. I went into a deep hole, and I stayed in that mm-hmm. hole for three years. I contemplated right. suicide. You know, everything. I think we all uh, did. <laughs> it was just we it was did. just a terrible, terrible thing for me to live. And I, I lost my friends. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, yeah, right. I lost all my friends, you know. And uh, yes. I'm sorry, I get emotional when I talk about something. Well, this, you know but. what? I, I've always told people my show was uncensored and unplugged. It's about <laughs> feeling, and I want real people on the show. I don't want no clowns. If you feel like crying, I had um, Liz Cartney, uh, Carthy on last week, and we both broke down together. So you know what? Just like everything else in grief, this show is about letting your feelings out. And if you need to cry, cry, okay? It's not a problem on this show. All right, and if you need some time to compose yourself, I'm very understanding of that because that's why we're all in this together because we do understand that when others don't. All right, honey. Okay, I appreciate that. No, but, no, um, no, no, no. Just want you to feel at home here. Okay. All right. Okay. But um, anyway, I got to a point in my grief that I had to do something, and so I got right. uh, started yelling at God about, you know, aren't you listening to me? I've been like almost four years begging you for help. And mm-hmm. he, he, you know, told me I needed to do something. Well, uh, the first thing I did was start contemplating moving back to Arkansas. And mm-hmm. I did this for a couple of weeks, and then God says, what about your book? So I sat down and wrote it. Yep. And I had an intention of writing it anyway. I told my mom, I said, you know, Mom, I really want to write this book because when I die, there won't be any of us left. Me and right. Chris, there's no part of either one of us. And so I want people to know he existed. And I'm going to mm-hmm. write this book. And so that was my whole reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. And then my publisher told me, you know, to go forward and uh, try to look for ways to market. And so I played games on Facebook every day. I never talked to anyone. I didn't even know they had a group. And I right. Googled grief, and I found a group. And I was just so amazed. I said, oh, my mm-hmm. God, look at this. There's people out here hurting just like me. <laughs> And well, really you know, our group so saved ways, my life. You know? Yeah, my uh, yeah, group saved too. my life. Yeah. The, yeah. When I experienced the first death of uh, my daughter, I knew I had to stay here to take care of my son with the same illness. After he mm-hmm. died, I started to regrieve her in, even more than before because he kept me going. He looked like her. He had the same disease. He giggled like her. So he kind of kept her alive, and then all of a sudden, 
I got up one morning after the funeral, and there were no vests because he used to have to wear a vest to unclog the mucus. And he, uh, I used to have to clean the nebulizing equipment because he did quite a few nebulizers, you know, nebulizers during the day. The pills getting ready, the special meals, the IVs, the TPN, and the van. and all of a sudden everything stopped. And I'm like, who the hell am I? I had no idea who I was. I was my boyfriend and I were living together at the time. I didn't talk. I, I I I wasn't sleeping. I was on Facebook venting. I was swearing. I was people got off because they didn't want to hear me swear. I just didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, all I kept thinking is just like, go join them. And then I stopped one day and and I, seeing that there were other mothers out there like like you and Shirley and and other grieving groups, you saved my life. You saved my life because if it wasn't for you, I can honestly say I might have done something really stupid. And my poor other boys who already lost their dad nine months before their brother, and I, yes, he died also. Uh, so they they they've lost a brother and a sister and their father and their brother and their father and grandfather all within nine months. And I'm thinking this is the most selfish thing I could do is to kill myself because what about them? And but if it wasn't for you guys, I wasn't even thinking about them i was thinking i the pain was so severe i needed to like go be with them so i understand your emotions and, and i'd like you to proceed and i'm going to be quiet now but i i'm just letting you know you're not alone with those feelings okay well thank you i appreciate that and i know so much more now that i'm not alone and yep um that that's the, that's the most wonderful thing for me is i'm not so alone anymore and and in so many ways, even, you know, though I've lost my son, I haven't suffered some of the things some of the mothers have. And my mm-hmm. heart just goes out to every single one of them, you know, uh-huh. because I know how yeah. it feels, you know. Yeah, yeah. We all have our story, don't we? You know, when you talked about your book, it was a conscious decision to really do your book. Like some of us wrote our books. It was I started mine as a way of venting. I put, was putting things on paper, and then one day, it took me seven years to publish it. Not that I couldn't have done it before, but I wasn't done because I was venting. And then one day somebody said to me, you got a book. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And this, like you and Shirley, we can help other people. And that's what I think God takes our children. Um, not, not, I, I don't know the reason. I'm not going to pretend to know that reason, Okay. Um, but I feel that he gives us something else. Some, if I hear the word strength one more time, I'll choke somebody. I, I can't even call it strength. It's some kind of inner calling that we all receive that we want to help other people. It's not like we're running away from our loss. I feel that we're there's just something in us. That it's just I don't know. I don't. I guess when we get there, we'll know the answer to why we do what we do. So, do you agree on that? Uh, yes, and I'm, I've become a much more compassionate person than I was. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm just as guilty as anyone else that has the normal life. You know, I had a child. I was, have, you know, working to make sure that he had something. So when I was gone and, and mm-hmm. you know, living life, that's what I was right. doing. And, uh, yep. you know, I can't get mad at people for living life because I used nope. to do it myself. And I try to think about how I used to be. You know, mm-hmm. when someone would lose someone, and you know, I would buy them a little something, send flowers, do ever, you know, uh, say mm-hmm. my condolences, and I was on with my life. And that's what people are right. doing. We just pay more attention to it because we're right. hurting and we need them, you know, more than we ever right. did. And I think that's where we get stuck, you know. And I have a big, yep. 
I have a goal, and I want to, you know, I want a little pocketbook put in every person's hand at the funeral home about how to treat a grieving parent. And That's just wonderful. to give them a, you know, just so that people know that this this is a different type of hurt. It's not yes. It's not the same as losing your yep. uncle or your grandfather or your daddy. I lost my daddy, you know. Yeah, it's just that's not what the I've same. told people. You know, I've told people I've experienced when you lose your child. I, I've I lost the husband. Even we were separated at the time, but we were we were married almost forty years. I had four children. Um, we had lost two. Well, he he experienced the loss of one. Our son died nine months after him. So I've lost the husband. And even though it, you're not with them, you still love them. They were part of your life. They they were there when you conceived your child. They they were there at least when you know my other one died. My first one. Uh, you experienced all those holidays and the parties and the memories. That that doesn't go away whether you leave them or not. You know for whatever reasons. Um, the other thing is I've also lost a brother and sister to cancer I was very close to during this time. I've lost both parents right before that. I've experienced all the grandparents, the uncles, the brother, sister. And yes, and I don't take grieving away from anyone that's experienced grief. is grief we all hurt. But you touched on something, Renee, that I, I bring up all the time. A parent's grief is very different. It's it's. It just, it's part of you. You Part of you does die. I mean, a part of us dies with anybody that we love, but the part of the soul that losing a child it touches is very different from losing a sibling, a, a husband, wife, a parent, a grandparent. Though as much as that hurts, and aunts and uncles, um, this is just, this is, you can't describe this, am I right? And, and Shirley, I, I, you're on the line still. Would you agree also with that? You can't. Describe it's an undescribable of uh, parents' grief uh, of losing a child compared to anyone else. I've lost my mom, dad, grandparents, all my brothers and sisters, and there is nothing that compares. No, no, thank you, thank you. You're right about that. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it is different. Uh, the the poem, the chord, and you can look it up on the internet if you don't know the one I'm talking about. But I think that describes mm-hmm. it so well because we are attached to our child by a cord that's invisible mm-hmm. to eye. You know, yep. and it has the strength of anything else, and you never right. lose that connection. Even though they're gone, right. the connection is still there. And I yep. think that's part of it, you know, is we are connected. And mm-hmm. uh, we're connected in a way that, that you're not connected with your parent, you know. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I don't, I guess, I, I think that sounds silly sometimes because my dad was my father, you know. But mm-hmm. then... I also have no, to remember doesn't. that the reason I'm still here is because of my mother. You know, if mm-hmm. I haven't, if my mother had not been here, I'm not sure I would be. But I could not do that to her. I exactly. could not make her hurt the way I was hurting. And yep, then that's I, my we did say, the Smoky Mountain Retreat, was. and when we did the Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain Retreat, I learned from her that, unlike me, because I don't have any uh, living children or grandchildren, mm-hmm. She worries every day that something's going to happen to another one of us, you know, yes. because she was my child's grandmother, and yep. grandmother's yep. hurt too, you know. So yep. it's just well, a let me cycle. Ask you, let me ask you a couple more questions here, and then okay. I'm going to bring on Melissa, my niece, because she's going to tell it from her point of view, losing her cousins, and then we're going to um, talk a little more, and then we're going to bring on some callers. Um, there's callers listening, but no one's hit the button because I now have they finally fixed all my technical problems that people 
got mad at me last week and dropped me off Facebook because they didn't get picked up. It was not my fault. It was technical problems, so don't hold it against me. Um, we ironed out, I think, most of the problems here on the on the on the um, on the program. So anyhow, um, that, please tell everyone the name of your book again. It's when your baby dies at any age, and, and it's by Renee. And where can they find it? Okay, and where can they find the book? Amazon, Nook, okay. uh, you know, it's available through iUniverse, um, mm-hmm. dot com. So it's a, a lot of the booksellers have it. You can just Google it, and it'll come. Okay, out. okay. Uh, and um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it also, the, I have a website. Uh, it's authorreneehoganblad.com. Mhm. Okay, that's. And do you have a blog? A blog spot or? No, I don't have a blog. Uh, we do have the Wings of Hope Living Forward website, and it's on there. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to thank you two Hope. ladies for that. You put all my things, my, my Wish Foundation on there, and a couple of my poems and, and links to my book and links to my foundation and to my different pages. So I, you did a beautiful job. Thank you very much, both of you ladies. You know, um, we're all working together on this. Um, the other thing is, you know, what caused you to plan that first retreat in the Smoky Mountain last year? That was the very first retreat, right? And there's going to be yes, another one this um, year in November? Well, after I wrote my book, I put it in a couple of the rooms, you know, let people know it, it had published. Because, of course, I was excited. It was something for me, mm-hmm. accomplishment in my life that I felt good about. But uh, I got right. uh, kicked, kicked out of a group or two because I posted my book. So I opened yeah, my I group. Yeah, I did too. And... Uh, Yep. And when I did that, well, um, I you know I have about 900 members now, and you know uh, last year uh, about in June or July somebody said, wouldn't it be nice if we could just meet, you know? And mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. all the time in here. Wouldn't it be nice if we meet? So mm-hmm. I knew they had big houses in the Smoky Mountains, and I thought, well, I'm mm-hmm. just going to get looking here and see one day. And I found this 14 bedroom mansion, you know, that sleep 44 people. Mm-hmm. And wow. I did the called in and found out, you know, the particulars on the house and 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 divided it and we, you know we could stay for cheap and and so I announced it and it, we mm-hmm. had 16 of uh, states people from different states come in. It was a little scary mm-hmm. coming to a retreat house and nobody actually knew each other except right, from, right. from the internet. But yeah, we, I know. They're watching uh, Bates for, Motel, so I was a little worried about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. And everybody pretty much brought someone with them. You know, there were a few that came along, but very few. And we uh, mm-hmm. had formed a room you know, on Facebook, a private room, where we could all plan right. and get to know each other. So when we got there, it was actually like a family reunion. Oh, it's you. And, and we were like all hugging to who each yeah, other were. Yeah, we could put a face to it now. And, oh, yeah, it was it was just like, you know, you almost knew each other. And mm-hmm. everyone just got along famously. We sat and talked. Right. There was a group sitting here, a group sitting there. Uh, we right. went to, to Gatlinburg, had a good time, ate. You know, there was mm-hmm. a hot tub, played pool, did whatever we wanted to do. And People that understood mountains. us. Yeah. Yeah, we I think we need to That's a great idea. Yep. It was a lot of fun. And yep. so when we got back, Shirley says, she calls and she goes, hey, this was wonderful. She said, they walked in with sad faces and left with smiles. And, you That's know, and it was three days. So mm-hmm. uh, we got together and, and just decided Shirley already had her Wings of Hope living forward in place. Right. And so we decided, you know, to team up together and try mm-hmm. to make it happen. 
and we really let's want talk about this that. Let's let's talk about uh, the Wings of Hope uh, living forward. What is your visions, both of you, for the future of the Wings of uh, Hope to continue on? Of course, with the retreats, I would say, right? Go ahead, Shirley. You talk a minute. Yeah, that's uh, definitely what we want to continue to do. Um, right now, we have. Um, a retreat scheduled in Virginia Beach for May, right before Memorial Day, and then we have another one, uh, our second annual retreat, scheduled in Gatlinburg mm-hmm. for November. And what our goal is is to try to have four a year in different areas, right. you know, different uh, regions in the United States, so we accommodate everybody mm-hmm. from you know each region. And then mm-hmm. in between those four retreats, then we're going to be helping uh, people uh, get together with their state chapters. And uh, okay. you know, we we may be flying from state to state to state to state to try to help uh, people get their uh, their chapters started and everything. But that's definitely what our vision is: is uh, definitely continue with the retreats and get more retreats going and and uh, be able to to plan you know farther in advance than what we're planning now. But that takes right. funds. And uh, well, yep. And tell them about where they can find the page and donate to our foundations, our individual foundations, to the Wings of Hope. Um, uh, you, you sell all types of products and, 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 and uh, um, um, memorabilia and, you know, shirts. And um, if you give them a link to that um, or, you know, let people know about that where they can donate. Yeah, our website is www.wingsofhopelivingforward.org. And whenever you okay. get there, uh, you're going to find a lot of information. And I'll let Renee tell you about the crafts and things like that. But what we've done is we've allowed, and we're still searching for uh, a lot mm-hmm. more vendors, and we're also uh, designing new shirts daily and putting more things in our store. And everything's been a really big hit so far. So we're really happy with that, and we appreciate everything that everybody's purchased. But um, well, mm-hmm. we we definitely want you know people to come and visit and at least look and, and try to help out these parents that – aren't working anymore because of the PTSD or because they're, you know, just can't work anymore. Or they've bunk, lost their job bunk. because of a, a yep. of a death of, you know, the child. And yep. uh, help these parents out that have a store on our website and, you know, mm-hmm. order something from them because it really does help them out. And we just encourage anybody who has something that they exactly. make or, or something like that to let us know and we'll be more I mean, than happy see, to put them in yep, our store. Our but we're going to tell you a little bit site. more about the crafts and everything. Yeah, we're going to um, get to that um, a little bit more into the show because I have some callers that want to talk. I I want Melissa to come on, um, my co-host, and talk about her end of it as a um, a cousin, okay? Because we've talked about how we felt as mothers, how other people feel. And then after Melissa, we have a caller that's been on hold wanting to come in, and we'll bring them on, whomever it is, a 517 number, so please hold. And then uh, we'll talk a little more about the wings uh, of hope and um, more about the, the crafts and some of the other things going on, if that's okay with you ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, I'm going to bring Melissa on. Melissa, you're there, right? Hello. Hi, Melissa. Um, you heard us share our, our end of it um, as grieving mothers. All three of us are grieving mothers. Or, uh, uh, some have other children, some don't. Um, uh, we've lost our children different ways, sickness, suddenly, accidents. Um, what is your take on or what's your feeling, and we've talked about it on other shows, um, if you can give some kind of a briefing on what your feeling is on, you're not an outsider, you lost your cousins, which is the closest thing to brother and sisters. What is your feelings on, on the grief process with you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling then? How are you feeling now is what I want to know. Well, it definitely gets 
a little easier with time, I think, but it doesn't change the way that I miss them and the way that I feel. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say just each cousin taught me something different. Like Meg taught me how to be fearless and to not take everything in life so seriously. You know, she would mm-hmm. laugh through the happy times, and I feel like she changed me as a person. She kind of helped my personality prosper just by being around mm-hmm. her, you know, just not to hold back to make people laugh right. things like that. Um, yeah, my daughter's so model I looked was up to her. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I looked yep. up to her a lot, and mm-hmm. so I miss not having her here to do that anymore. Like now, I have to depend on myself. I mean, it's yeah, she wasn't different. just your cousin. Uh, she was your she was your caregiver. She was your babysitter too. Right, so she was like she was kind of like your other mommy to, to you. Right. Yeah, and a big sister. Right. Now, right, what about so Mark? Then, we have a lot of callers coming on now. Um, right. So what about Mark? Was what was the difference Mark, with him? Okay, so Mark made me realize that laughter is the best medicine because he always made people laugh. And he always mm-hmm. brought a smile to people that he knew. So seeing that, yep. it inspired me because I was like, oh, he can get attention. I can totally get attention too. Make people laugh. Bring sunshine to people that are having a horrible day. Things like that. So I was going to say he inspired me to not take everything so seriously. You know? Mm-hmm. And yep. then yep. And then I was going to say with Wayne, the last time you were at the reunion with us, right? The last time I saw him? Uh, I was at your, I think the graduation party was the day before the reunion, if I recall, and okay. I didn't make it to the reunion, because I was, uh, that's, I think that's when I started getting sicker with the MS, I had some issues, right. so it was kind of hard for me to go to both things, but that was the last get-together before um, my nephew passed uh, December yeah. 11th a year ago, and my niece Sue Costello, if you see, she's on our grieving sites also, that's my niece who lost her son last year, 28 years old, so that's my um, sister that passed daughter and her my sister that passed her grandson that passed away so um go ahead continue with that and then we're going to grab a caller and then talk more about the wings of of, of hope so i was going to say last time that i saw him at the reunion he was Mm -hmm. so nice and loving and he just wanted to know how i was doing and how my life was and what my dreams were and the jobs that i wanted and he was so Mm -hmm. genuine and i just admired that about him because there are so many people out there that just, you know, they care about themselves, and that's great and everything, but he really sincerely wanted to know about me. You know what I mean? And it was mm-hmm. just like cousin time, and it was amazing, and that was the last conversation I had with him before he passed away. And I always remember, mm-hmm. and I think to myself, I'm so lucky to have had that conversation with him because I got to see his heart. Like, I got to see how sincere he was mm-hmm. and how loving he was, and he, he had this, like, spirit within him, like, you know, you look in his eyes and he's just so Special happy. Special angel, like my poem in so the beginning of my book tonight. So happy. Yep. And yep. just that, like I take that every day with me. I know it sounds crazy, but when I think no. of my cousins every single day, I think of those memories, mm-hmm. you know. And Well, you lost three cousins in a very short time and all in their 20s. And I right. think and I think Renee and Shirley will agree with me, uh, all of us as moms, that our kids were really special. I mean, not just because they were our kids and we lost them young, mm-hmm. that I think God, they were very very special teachers to the world. Um, I do, from, too. From what Renee has, I've talked to Renee before about Chris, and Chris brought so much to not just her world, being her only child, but he, he brought so much to other people. Um, Shirley, I don't know that much about your child, but I'm sure you feel the same way. They're, they're special angels. Uh, Earth Absolutely. angels, you know, and 
you know. So I'm going to, uh, Melissa, thank you for your input as a calling, being that you've lost three cousins in a short time and two of my of children was my nephew. I'm going to bring my 517 call on. They've been holding for 45 minutes, and let's talk a little bit to whoever that is, okay? Okay, hold on, ladies, please. Good evening, 517. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? Hi, Peggy. It's Aunt Kitty, Kathy from Michigan. Oh, hi, Kath. How are you? Hi. My I'm other new good. friend. I love you. Hi, <laughs> okay. Shirley. Tell us Renee. about your... Hello, hi. Kathy. How are you? Good. Hi, hi Aunt Kitty. You know, it's funny. Uh, she called in, uh, uh, Kathy. I, did, I didn't realize it was the same person, Aunt Kitty, and was talking about her daughter, Autumn. And I, it didn't click till like, what was it, the next day or two? We we talked, uh, Kitty, uh, Kath. And then I yeah. realized it was you, and I did a reading for you, which, ladies, I also have a gift, but I won't go into that now. And I did a kind of personal reading on the thing for you. Not Well, not personal. It was on the radio show. Uh, Melissa and I, when she brought up Andy, and I, we don't always remember the names afterwards. They just – it comes, it comes. And then we got to talk one-on-one as people, not just on Facebook, on the phone together, and we had a great conversation. And uh, t- why don't you um, tell us some of your feelings? Uh, you had your daughter, Autumn, um, and tell us a little bit about her and, and what your feeling is about us other grieving parents in our groups and the things that are doing. So I'm going to give you the floor now to tell us what your feelings are. Okay, my daughter Autumn, she was 14 years old in 2009 when she passed from an aortal arch aneurysm, also known as Takayasu arteritis. Um, it was, she was my only child, my, me and my husband's only child. It was very devastating to lose her. I didn't find a group until probably two and a half years into grieving and I'm so thankful that the people now, when I see that they've just lost their kids and they, you know, they find the group right away, I'm just so happy for them because it really helps a lot. I met Renee and Shirley probably a little over a year and a half ago online, but last October mm-hmm. I got to meet them both and hug them both in person at the oh. uh, Gatlinburg retreat. Do I get to hug and, you all down in Virginia Beach, guys? You're all going to be yeah. there, right? Yep, we're going to have hugs, and we're going to have fun. I love yep. hugs. My, well, you know, my book, the, the last, the, the main title was supposed to be The One Last Hug, but then I had to add The Rainbows and Butterflies. But the hugs are important to us. We want to be hugged, you know, and I, I can't wait to hug you all there. I really can't. So tell us more about Autumn and her story. She was a lovely girl, full of spirit and another earth angel. Yeah. She was born um, a normal baby girl, and by 15 months old, um, she developed juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. She stopped walking and uh, was cr- crawling and dragging herself. We took her to, to um, Children's Hospital of, in Detroit, uh, Michigan, and after three weeks, they couldn't find out what was wrong with her. So reluctantly, we took her out, and we put her in U of M in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and within three hours, they diagnosed her with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. She had been on medications, um, even on methotrexate, which was um, not, um, it was approved for adults, but not children. It was just um, experimental, but we signed the release to let them try it on her, and we gave it to her by mouth. We had to give her special medications because that gave her mouth sores. And it was like a once a month, just like maybe one cc. And within three months, she was up and walking. 
Um, wow. by ninth by eighth, by eighth grade, she was starting to swell again and wasn't feeling good, wasn't very active, and it wasn't like her. Um, took her to several doctors, her back to her rheumatologist. They didn't think it was her arthritis, but they were treating her for it. And come to find out, we didn't find out until three days or ten days before she died. I'm sorry. We were going to take her in. They, she had an x-ray. And you cannot see an aneurysm with an x-ray. So they thought it was a mass and it was cancer. So we went to the doctors, mm. to the hospital, and saw the, the cancer doctor or whatever, and he decided to give her an MRI, and that's how they found the aneurysm. And they basically mm. held her there and told us, you know, that's what she has. And the um, disease that she had, the Takiyatsu arteritis, is I was telling you, it's named after a Japanese doctor, and uh, people who have it are normally Asian, and between the ages of 15 and 30, and there's mm. only a 5% chance of survival. It's well, I'll tell you another good thing. Disease. What is it called? The pulseless disease. Oh, okay. No okay. pulse? Well, yeah. the, I just want to intervene one second, and I'll be quiet, but I, um, I think it's important to the show. It's not only about the grieving process, which is the main issue, and the, the main thing that we're trying to get across about helping others with it and that we've been <laughs> through it, but it's also teaching others that may have living children with these diseases that yeah. I, I'm actually going to be doing a show shortly on uh, cystic fibrosis, which is a genetic uh, disease usually of uh, German and Italian descent, and it's going into the bigger population now one in every 20 one in 20 white children are born with cystic fibro uh, uh, with, with the with, uh, one in 20 white people carry the gene uh like in the jewish population one in 20 carry the tay-sachs gene and in the the, the uh, afro-american population one in 20 carry sickle cell so we're also going to be teaching people about these illnesses that don't know about genetics or about these rare diseases uh like renee's son chris that had this 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 problem with the heart, which is I yeah. like I was reading in Renee's book, it was kind of like uh, 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 Sid's at 30 years old. You know, he just yeah. died one night, just like a baby dies. And I read that in your, yep. I did read that in your book. And and of course, with you, uh, Kathy, uh, your daughter had this disease that I was in nursing. I had a nursing service for many years. I never heard of the disease. There's many that we don't know about. So this is also going to be a teaching show about these illnesses. And I'm going to be doing a show, like I said, on illnesses, cystic fibrosis, what my children had, and genetics. And I happen to have had multiple sclerosis since I was nine years old, misdiagnosed until I was 50. We're going to be talking about MS. So it's not just about reading and bringing signs and grief. It's, it's going to be a learning process yeah. for people that may have kids. Uh, with things, I don't know what's wrong. I, I was told when my daughter, before she was diagnosed, I was a drama queen. My daughter had allergies. Then I find out, I, I pursued it, and I studied, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I think she has this. And I was told I was a drama queen. And I told my doctor, I said, well, then humor me. I said, let me go for the test. I went for the test, and she canceled all her patients. It was positive. You have to yeah. go with your gut sometimes. So I my daughter probably her. wouldn't have made it. I'm sorry? Oh, I was saying, my daughter, they thought hers was allergies because she had a funky cough. And mm -hmm. um, it ended up being that the aneurysm was so big it was pressing on her trachea and making yeah. her have yep. a funny cough. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things that mimic so many things, you know. 
Yeah. And and we don't have all the and even that I had the nursing background, I didn't have the answers. Most doctors didn't know even what cystic fibrosis was. Then I came right. to found, come to find out that my husband's cousin died three years before my daughter was born at a year old of cystic fibrosis. Nobody talked about it. The family didn't. They, we knew this little girl died, but nobody said it. I mean, I would have been warned. Well, not at that point because there was not the genetic testing. The only way that you knew yeah. that you were a carrier that my and both parents have to be with sickle cell with Tay-Sachs, with cystic fibrosis, and some of the others, um, is that both parents are carriers that are symptom-free. We have the one right. gene, but when those two genes join, join together, and we had, you know, four children together, that doesn't always mean that, and I will t- talk about the statistics on other shows, that I have two other children that were tested for the disease at the time. There was no um, carrier test that now can be tested for the carrier test that they're doing as a, a regular uh, prenatal um, screening now, um, you know, for people or if you've got it in the family, you can get tested. So these are some of the things, some of the other topics that I think my show is going to um, help so many other people, not just with grief, but to, you know, you call in and it's like, oh, my God, well, my kid has these symptoms. Well, get, it, get, get your child tested. Even the doctor says you're nuts. Right. Go for it. Okay, so I think this show is going to hit on many things and that working together with the grieving groups and, 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 and what have you, we can – get bigger and bigger and, and, and help maybe a lot more people in, in many different aspects of, 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 yes. of you know, having children, you know, in, in, in general. Yeah, and ha- maybe saving right. maybe saving other children. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's our goals, ladies. Right. Finding out, how, finding out how everyone's per- child died. If you know someone mm-hmm. that, you know, because I've not yet to meet anyone, Lord, I don't want to, but I uh-huh. have not yet to meet anyone who lost a child from Takiyatsu arteritis. And um, just getting to keep their memories alive. You know, exactly. We all we all help. We all know each other. I love Shirley. Yep. I love Renee. We know their children like they're our own, just from the internet and just from talking exactly. about them. Mm-hmm. And I just they're my sister and that's forever. Important. I just love them. And the other women yep. that were, you know, everyone at the the retreats, they're just everything that they're doing, and then bringing you in, bringing everyone in. They just want to Thank help you. everybody. It's just awesome, awesome. I think we're all on the same page, ladies, and we all found yep. each other. And that was a God God's gift. We're all going to yes. be talking at these retreats and bringing our books and 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 uh, and, and getting out there and letting people know because my own book not only talks about my life and how the MS came about and what I went through and uh, and then going into my children with cystic fibrosis, but it talks about the grieving process and the do's and don'ts and my menopausal breakdown, I call the whole chapter, um, touches on a suicide of someone uh, also that I was dating before my husband. I went through a suicide with a boyfriend, and it touches on many things. So it's a learning process, and we're touching on so many things with our work and coming together. And I think the, 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 wings, uh, the wings of Hope is going to, uh, of course, the main thing is helping other grieving parents, like I said, but it's going to branch out, I think, more and more to teach others to make, uh, make this world a better place for others and hopefully give others that haven't lost their children to get their kids diagnosed and give them longevity that our kids for whatever reason didn't get so we are we are um um angels in our own right now ladies Uh, you know the wings of hope is uh, an appropriate name because we are spreading our wings out now and and um um we're not patting ourselves on the back or anything like that, but we're spreading our wings out and going to be touching so many lives in memory of our children. Okay? 
So um, if you'd like to tell us more about Autumn and, and things that you're doing now, and then we have another caller on hold from 973. I'm going to try to get to as many calls as possible, talk more about the group and the retreats, and um, we'll um, hopefully have a great show. So far, so good. Okay, Autumn, she loved music. She played drums. She drew, mm-hmm. she did sand, made sand sculptures, snow sculptures. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a page in her memory, um, in memory of Autumn Ilona, I-L-O-N-A, that's Hungarian, Sova. Mm-hmm. And you can go on her page and read all about her and, and look at her pictures and everything and just uh, like her page if you like and just help keep her memory alive. And that's all I want to do is just help keep my baby's memory alive. And I think we all and want to do that, Renee, Shirley, and all the rest of you, I'd like to say something about that because, you know, uh, Katie, this is probably one of the things that I've realized the most is the main thing we want is for our child to be remembered. And Mm -hmm. so many of us feel that our families and some of our friends don't remember, and it really brings it home uh, when we realize Mm -hmm. that we didn't get a call that day or, uh, you know, this is the day and nobody even picked up the phone, you know, except another grieving parent in the same pain. Right. So if we have to be there for each other, it's better than Mm -hmm. no one at all. (laughs) We're saving each other. We're saving our sanity. (laughs) I mean, see, we still have days, ladies, and and people and audience and whoever's on listening, whichever way. We still have our human days. We still miss that physical human hug. We still miss my my son in my case coming in with couldn't grow a mustache. He looked twelve and at his death and he was twenty two and and he came in one night screaming a few months before he died. I'm ready to call nine one one and he had put a, a Mister a, a Super Mario Brother mustache on his face. He just wanted to make me laugh. You know, these kids had personality. They were people. How can yeah. you forget anyone? They were yeah. people, people. They were just like you and me. They they bled. They they um they were people. They were a part of our lives. They were part of our history. They were part of our every yeah. aspect of our being. How do you stop grieving someone like that? Right. How do you how do you, there's no stopping. Please do not tell any of us grieving parents to stop. Because we all have to grieve in our own way. There, there's seasons yeah. to everything in life, and and seasons to grieve. There's anger. There's, uh, there's uh, the crying and the and the. Um, uh, I personally, I stayed away from other people with their kids. I, they would invite me over, and it's like for Mother's Day, and I'm like. It was so nice of them to do that, and I wasn't, like, avoiding you people. It was so hard to see you. Uh, you were blessed to have your children, but it was too hard yeah. for me to sit there. I did it the first year, and it was wonderful, and they treated me like a queen. And But I went home, and I cried and cried and cried because, like I said, yeah. Mother's Day is tough enough, but I actually lost my daughter on Mother's Day. So it was kind of like even a double whammy, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. how do I do this? But with having you ladies and having now the wings, the wings of hope and 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 having our grieving sites you've given me and so many others ladies peace of mind because i know i can sit there and if i'm having a bad day and i can say to you all uh you know i can't deal with it today i i just so and someone's sending me a hug or someone's sending me look and i know how you're feeling because i feel this way too just to know that i'm among people that are feeling what I'm feeling and know what I'm feeling. It's hard to do that with my regular friends. I love them all. I haven't dissed you all, but some days are just too hard to be around you. 
and I'm sure you can all agree. And thank God for you, ladies. And you know, I'm gonna—I have another caller. Um, um, I'm gonna grab if that's okay with you, ladies. And then yep. we'll go okay. back and talk more about the organization. Okay, this okay. lady's been holding. Lady, or I could be fellas. You can call in too. Dads feel the grief too. So, I'm gonna pick up the nine seven three number and see who are we have on the line. Okay, hold on, please. Okay, caller nine seven three. Could you tell us your first name if you want and uh, where you're from, please? Hi, I'm Sharon from New Jersey. Hey, Sharon. Okay, Sharon. I met Shirley and Renee down in Gatlinburg uh, in the fall. Okay. And, uh, I guess my biggest. We're having a hard time hearing you. You can't hear me. I'm sorry. We're. Ha- I can't hear you very well. Am I muted? No, oh, now you're fine. No, you're on. Okay. No, you're on. Hello? Yes, now we can hear you. Okay. Um, I guess the the biggest thing that I came away with Gatlinburg was that it just wasn't long enough for all of us to be together. And I'm really excited that these retreats are a little bit longer now. But what I'd like to ask Shirley directly is what can we expect to be different from the last retreat? Like what are, what can we expect? when we attend a retreat for people who don't know me. Well, um, they can expect to have workshops on a daily basis on something like it may be just grief in general, it may be on acceptance or forgiveness or you know any topic that we choose, but there's going to be at least one workshop a day for people to attend. Um, there In the Virginia Beach Retreat, this is what I'm going to talk about right now, uh, there's going to be a couple excursions that we have planned for people and that's kind of a surprise right now, so I can't give that away. And Ooh, we're, we're not going to be riding have... bulls, are we? <laughs> I'm kidding. And then we're going to have, no. uh, <laughs> we're gonna have, there's a, a couple of people, well, including Peggy, she's going to be there, but we have a couple of people who uh, are going to be speakers. Um, we have a speaker every night at 7.30, and we, we have, you know, someone that's going to speak every night at 7.30, and then we're going to have free time after that. But we've just got a lot of uh, different things planned that uh, kind of brings people together and to where we can share about our loved ones and, and ask questions, and we're going to have you know grief counseling if somebody needs that. But you know, mainly I think that the retreats just bring everybody together, and and because we have something in common, and that's the loss of a child, and that's something that nobody mm-hmm. else understands, whether it's a, a you know a, a mother, dad, you know brother, sister, friend, or whatever. But it just brings us all together, and that's the main thing I think that is just you know it's it's giving it's it's renewing hope. It's renewing hope in people that they can find their way out of the the gut-riching pain and, and, you know, continue to live forward and always carrying their child in their memory and remembering them when they walk down memory lane. You know, you can walk down memory lane every single day, I mean, every single moment of your life, you know. You're always taking your child with you. But I think that these mm-hmm. retreats really help us to, to understand that, you know, we're not going crazy. We do have people out there that understand and that we could actually talk about the way we feel, and we don't have to hide it or put a mask on in front of anybody that's going to be at a And like I, I said earlier in the show, people treat us uh, grieving parents like we have a mental illness. Um, we can act that way at times, but it's not a mental illness. It's, it, we're not bipolar. We're, we're not schizophrenic. We are grieving. It's a normal reaction to what our loss was, you know, and I... 
people treat you like you have the plague at times, and it's like, my God, don't you get it? So we're going through enough. Please, I'm asking you people, do not make it harder for us. We're not mentally ill. Uh, we should be <laughs> after this, but we're well, not. Some maybe do. Things, you know. One of the greatest yeah. things about the retreat is you can laugh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, we Don't sat in circles and told, and told jokes and laughed and 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 you know it was such a relieved feeling to be able to be you know you could laugh or cry or tell a story and mm-hmm. and and cry while you were telling without it. being judged it was fun. and right yep. not being judged and you know yep. and even get a hug after you did it and uh, it made it so real you know just to be around it and then we all made lifelong friends. That's the thing mm-hmm. uh, I love about the retreats is that you after you meet these people and stay three or four or five days together, you mm-hmm. you know you can wear your pajamas if you want to wear your pajamas. It's fine with us, <laughs> you know. Okay. And it, 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 that's just the way everybody was. Just be yourself. Be at home. Feel like you're around yeah. family because that's what we want it to be like for you. Not you know. Well, little joke, is, girls. I'm a, I'm a big woman. If I if I go um, in the ocean. I would have to go fatty dipping, not skinny. I'm just warning you. <laughs> and another thing too is that whenever you whenever you walk into to one of these retreats, it's like mm-hmm. you have known each other forever. After you get that first hug behind you, you just know yeah. one mm-hmm. another, and yeah. um, and and you know that's joy. And people, you know, they in, especially in my group, my child has wings. You know, people are always talking about they'll never find joy again. Well, I beg to differ because you can find joy. Anytime your lips turn up, that's joy. Whether it's, yep. you know, seeing something, a funny commercial on TV, whether you see a butterfly, a bird, a, I mean, anything that turns your lips right. up, that's joy. And I tell everybody, you need to grab it when you can. You grab it while yep. you can. Anything that turns those lips up, you go for it. There's some people, you know, there's some people that go through life that haven't had these losses, that, that, that have the uh, the smile turned upside down all the time. You know, and they're just miserable people. So we can still, and I think Shirley and Kathy and, 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 and Renee and myself and our other caller, I think you can all agree, yes, we can laugh again, but we're going to have our down days. So we have each other now for those days. We, we're not going to rely on... Um, other people that do not understand this, and we're not putting our friends down that are, you know have their their, their 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 children in their lives. But we need um, these groups. We need uh, you know wings of hope and the retreats. Now we have we have a, a venue to go and, and a place to where people understand and we understand each other, and that where we can laugh. But yet, if if within ten minutes we can cry with each other. That's okay. It's going to be allowed without being, and the main thing is being judged because the general population do judge us, you know. And um, so, anyhow. Um, and you know, one thing that I find it, is that, you know, in a lot of my counseling work, people will say, I, I just can't. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they use all mm-hmm. those negative words. And what exactly. I come to realize that if you say you're not, you probably won't. Nope. If you keep right. saying yeah, you're that not, with some of the groups too. Mm-hmm. you probably yep. won't because it's a lot of yep. work. But but you can't give yep. up on yourself, and we can't defeat grief, but we can become friends nope. with it, and that's how we exactly. move forward. None yep. of us really understand it, uh, but you know what? I I think we all, for the most part, we all get a belief system, and uh, we're, we're, we come from more religious backgrounds, all spirituality, you know, different, you know, parts of life, and we're joining together, and we're bonded by the main thing, the grief, and how to. 
uh, get through our journey uh, that we're, we've been handed, and, uh, and and we can do it together, and we can and go on and 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 turn that you know turn turn a frown into a smile on occasion. So um, I think that this is important. That's why I think what Renee and Shirley are doing is so wonderful, and bringing in other people that you know will talk about their experiences and bring their books in and share their journeys, and 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 uh, so I, I think this is. This is like a god's a godsend. It really is a godsend, yep. and I thank you, ladies, for this. You know, but we have some other callers. Um, now, on our last call. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I've got like a bunch of callers on here. What is your name again? I'm sorry, Sharon, right? Sharon. 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 Did you have anything you would like to talk about your child, or or share any experiences, or? We've lost you again here. I I don't know whether your phone is muting or my board's okay tonight. So she, I heard her. She said her birthday was Friday. Oh, well, I'm I barely sorry. And I, and, and I know Sharon. Her daughter's name uh, is Jennifer. Jennifer. And yep. she, oh. she said on Friday her birthday would be. So Aww. we will be there for you, Sharon, and saying yep. happy birthday to Jennifer because she's special. She was yeah. Sharon's yes, only do. child too. Yep. yep. Oh gosh. How old was she, Sharon? How old was your daughter? Sharon, did we lose you? Can anybody hear her? No, I think she no. must have hung up. Yeah, um, she may, it, no. Uh, uh, I could hear way in the background. It sounded like Sharon was real far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, uh, it may be the way her, I don't know if she used a landline or a cell phone. Does that make a difference? Oh, she may have lost us from the cell phone. I okay. see. Now she was from nine three seven. The nine three seven caller. Jen will be thirty six. She she just said that she hung up. But Jen would be thirty six on her birthday. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. She did. She, okay. We're going to bring in another caller. Uh, the wedding at nine three seven. I'm not quite sure who this is. Hold on. It may be her calling. No, I don't think it's her calling back. Hold on, please. Hello, nine three seven. Who who are we speaking to? Hello. This is Sandy Reed. Hey, Sandy. Sandy, um, Sandy where are you from, Sandy? <laughs> Springfield, Ohio. Okay. Uh, would you like to share your story, Sandy? I'm a mother uh, of Nikki Lee Reed. She passed from leukemia. Okay. I just want to say, Shirley's. Paige has been a godsend to me. I don't know what mothers like me would do without her reaching out to us. Many nights I, I've sat here missing my baby girl, and I've mm-hmm. had her group to reach out to on those nights that are just so unbearable. Mm-hmm. And I want to say to you ladies all, Kudos for you doing this, because there's no place for us to go. No place that understands well, you got a the place now. world don't understand our pain. Well, you got thank a place you, Sandy. now. Thank so, you. Thank you, Sandy. We understand your pain, sweetie. Yep. Oh, like I, I said, on do. this radio station, we're uncensored. Let it out. I mean, you, you can cry. If people tune in here and you didn't lose kids and you're like, oh, gosh, well, then you don't belong here. Then 
this show is about letting your feelings out and a place to vent, just like the retreat. So just let your feelings out, honey. Just whatever you feel, whatever you would like to share about your daughter, uh, go ahead, honey. Nikki took on the fight of leukemia. She went to the doctor for a earache, and they called us that night and told us to get her to the emergency room. She fought it for a little bit over two years. Mm-hmm. She was amazing, just amazing. But, you know, after you bury them, your friends disappear. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't disappear, you're lost. Yeah. They treat you Every like, night's you, you a treat you like, yep, 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 yep. Exactly. How long since your daughter passed, sweetie? It'll be three years October. Okay. All right. And how old was she, hun? Nikki was 28. Okay. And that's another thing. Well, we, I just you want have to, to say realize... something real quick about Sandy Reid. The, the okay. girl was just on the phone talking about her daughter, Nikki. She has definitely right. been a godsend to me. We met Sandy Reid uh, in... Uh, Gatlinburg last year in the retreat in November. Renee and I both met her, and she's a wonderful lady. Her and her husband attended the retreat, and we're so glad and, and grateful that we were uh, privileged to meet them. And Sandy is an admin in my group on My Child Has Wings, and she does a wonderful job, and Sandy is a dear friend. And, uh, Sandy, I just want to say I really appreciate everything that you do. And I want to oh, say I love you so much more. Yep, love you, Sandy. I love you, love you guys, Sandy. too. Aww. Keep this up. Kudos to you guys. <laughs> Kudos. Yep. It ain't over Sandy, yet. We're going to keep makes, doing Everybody's going to do their thing. <laughs> Sandy makes uh, beautiful candles, and she also okay. has a page on our website under um, uh, in our store, and, Memorial uh, or Crafts. under Memorial Crafts, and you can look at Sandy's candles mm-hmm. by visiting our website. And, uh, and give, give the name of the website. We're going to give that again so people know where to go for donations and to buy things. It's, it's www.wingsofhopelivingforward.org. As a matter of fact, one of the other callers, Sharon, that was just on that we couldn't hear very well, she also has a, a store on our website. So both Sandy okay. and Sharon have stores on our website. So, you know, we want to encourage people to go and, and give them some business and, you know, it helps. And it the helps general population, just not not just uh, not just grieving parents. Uh, we, no, we're, you can, you know, no, reaching out to all. the general you, population. You may have lost a cousin or or a a child or a grandchild or a friend's child, and mm-hmm. the donations are going to help some of these other families. Um, and you get something in return, uh, helping a grieving parent, and right. also uh, getting something beautiful to take home or or give as a gift. So yeah. this is uh, that I would like to, to everybody for for just a minute is about the sure uh, you know to, to me grieving uh, wings of hope living forward was was built for the grieving parents uh, that's what it's for we want our donations to come from businesses and from people out there that maybe have a sister that lost a child or a uh, you know a friend next door that lost someone lost a child you know, to support our foundation because the monies that we're going to collect, we're going to take and, and have more retreats, develop state chapters, try to help these moms that need help to come on a retreat, do things that will 
really make a difference in the grief world. And uh, what I want to see happen is I want to see Wings of Hope Living Forward be a resource center. So if someone uh, that loses a child, normally within the first three weeks, they're going to hit the Internet looking for help somewhere. And if they can mm-hmm. find Wings of Hope Living Forward, they can find a resource center. And that's a center where they can find a group if they need a group. So if you've got a group on Facebook, contact us. We'll put your group on, on the website so someone can find you. Uh, right. Uh, you know, uh, if you've and this got is all across the United States, people. If you uh, Or in Canada. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. Uh, if you've got yeah. a... If you've got a uh, foundation that you've created in memory of your child and you're trying to raise for money, we have a nonprofit section. We'll put you on there. We'll tell about it. It'll link right to your website. People can come in and look see all about you. If you've got a book, we'll put your book on there because we want people to know where they can find grief books. If you've got good information of your uh, a grief counselor and you want to be on here, we're going to have a counseling part so people can find grief counselors that have lost a child. That's really mm-hmm. what I want to see listed there. Yeah. And That's basically, uh, I want it to be a place for you. If you want to go buy a gift, you can. You know, it's there because a lot of pe- people look for memorial gifts. But the moms that make crafts and they're trying to make a little money from home because they're not able to work, you bring your craft here because we'll put it on here for you so people can see it. And mm-hmm. that's what. Uh, and if you want to fundraise, well, we want to pay you to fundraise. Okay, I can go hire a fundraiser, a, a, a business that makes their money by fundraising for organizations, and they'll pay me fifteen percent, and I don't have to do anything. Or I can mm-hmm. give these moms fifteen percent and let them make some money. So I mean, that's it's right. just you know, basically, whatever you want to do to help, you can. You come to a retreat. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. Because the right. retreats will give you a sense of belonging somewhere. Uh, I and remember, that this mom, the money's raised will be for people that can't afford to go on the retreats, but need to be there. So that's where some of these donations are going. So yes, it's I'm really looking. important because not everybody has the money to go and wants to, you know. And uh, so let's, you know, we're going to get these pages out there for the general population. I have a few pages where I'll be posting um, your link. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll start seeing some donations come in to help these grieving parents. They've been through enough. We've been through enough. And uh, there's some that have money, and, and it doesn't matter whether they have money or not. We're still feeling the same thing. But there's going to be some people that want to attend these things that don't have the money. And this is where the donations are going to really help, okay? We've designed some new – we're going to be designing a lot uh, of new uh, – T-shirts and putting them on the the web store, but I just want to let everybody know that any purchase that is is made through that web store, every single cent of that goes into the foundation fund. It sure does. Mm-hmm. For you know, it, it may be for you know because we have to pay for the website, we have to pay to get right. uh, promotional material permitted or uh, printed. And tax deductible, to, right? You know, there's a lot yeah. of costs right. involved with this, and and right now more. Renee and I have been. Uh, doing this out of pocket so that's why we decided mm-hmm. one of the main reasons we decided to form this foundation because you know it gets really expensive and you mm-hmm. know we need help we need we need help right exactly well we're going to hopefully reach uh, um, I've had uh, so far this is my 10th show 9 shows I've had over oh gosh was it almost 2,000 downloads now so we're reaching out more and more to people 
and they can get go back to my show to the archives. Um, so if they hear one show they're interested in, they can go to the archive for this one. And so just because we do the show tonight during the during the archives, we'll be reaching out to more and more people. So the we're, we're, we'll keep going out there. So um, you know we're we're networking. Um, through the shows, through the Facebook, through uh, many different ways. So um, hopefully get bigger and bigger and help more and more people, which is so very important. It really is. So I just want to, one more thing to tell the general population again, please don't make it. I mean, what's $5? $5 and 1,000 people sent it, then we've got $5,000. Okay? Yeah, Sharon, uh, the lady that called from New Jersey donated this really beautiful angel. Um, It's a seraphim Mm -hmm. angel. It's a limited edition. They're sold out. So if you get it, it is a treasure. And um, she donated it uh, out of the goodness of her heart for a drawing. And uh, so we do Mm -hmm. have that going on, and it's $5 to enter the drawing. It will be on April the 15th. And then we also have uh, a teardrop necklace that we're... Uh, that Shirley has donated, and it's a glass-blown teardrop. It's beautiful, and it's going to be given away on the 30th. But these little things that we do are because we want them to have something that they can keep that will mean something to, to them, too, you know, as a, as a memory gift. And, exactly. Uh, but, you know, we try to make everything come together. But the, my my vision is to see someday this whole world, not just the United States, but all the grieving parents everywhere, and there's millions and millions of us, to come together mm-hmm. and work together because a lot of people can do a lot of things. A few people yep. can do nothing. You know, exactly. but if everyone comes together and works together as one big group, we can just do anything. We can get laws well, changed. We can get anything done that we yep. need done. But we yeah, have I have something together. going on right now with um, my um, my foundation, the CF uh, Wish Memory of My Two Children, Megan Marcus. I'm also associated with the Willie's Wish Foundation down in Florida with Denise. Uh, and um, what we're doing is, uh, well, there's medications available for cystic fibrosis. Denise has another child with cystic fibrosis, still alive. And a lot of times they'll give the one child the, the, the life-saving medication that belongs to life, and the other one won't get it. So we're thinking of doing something in D.C. and changing some laws. Um, we're also granting wishes with, this, with our Wish Foundations, and we're working together, me in New York and her in Florida, and um, not-for-profit also to make because the Make-A-Wish Foundation is wonderful but now they've changed their laws with cystic fibrosis and they either wait till the kid is so ill they can't enjoy the wish any longer so we're tr- that's why we started a separate wish foundation just for cystic fibrosis and that's going that's countrywide right now we've granted a few across the country and so that's a, that's on your site also thank you for posting that ladies for um you know my my cf wish and foundation we'll host but the i am one of the nonprofits uh once a month we'll be changing we've got duffy's uh Organ Transplant Foundation on there for the month of March, and in April we're going to change mm-hmm. to another organization. So you will get a front page exposure if you have a nonprofit. And right. there's some nonprofits out there that do retreats. And if you do retreats and you have a nonprofit, by all means, let us know and we'll put it on our calendar so that you can get some exposure. Uh, well, I was going to throw something by you, ladies. Being that I'm in New York, um, maybe we could do get something going here for a retreat. What do you think? Yeah, find us a big house. I know a lot of people, ladies. I know a lot of people. I'm gonna I'm gonna start along along my many hours because I just added a 25th hour to my my day. In that 25th hour, I'm, I'm only kidding. I am. Hey, one of the things to, um, that I want to say looking. real quick 
is we mm-hmm. don't want to we don't want to be one of those retreats where we're in a hotel. We want to, no, no, to, no, no. to be in a location to where we're in a house together because that that brings us together. The hotel. Well, I'm in New York, separate. but I'm 30 miles north of the city. I'm in a very rural area, beautiful area, right on the Hudson River. My house is right on the Hudson. Literally, I we have our own beach here, and we I have a beach house. And uh, didn't like it too much at Hurricane Sandy when it almost took my life and took everything I own. But we're back, and we're 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 we're, we're back and strong and, and back and up and running again. But anyhow, it's a beautiful area, and I know quite a few people. I have a lot of friends that own restaurants and what have you and houses. and So I'm going to talk to some people and see what we can get going here. Um, or when, when we, we could get something available, maybe do a retreat in New York, and maybe we'll, one day all of us, is, it's 30 miles into the city, we can all get on a train together and go see a show maybe or something or what have you. So... Um, let yeah, me let me work on that, and I'll talk to you ladies privately. If there's anybody out there listening on the West Coast or or Central America or anywhere in the Tahoe area or anything like that, contact us if you know of a place because we're we're really interested in that right now. Trying to branch yeah, out. Yeah, we want to yeah, do something you know close to close uh, you know closer to the West Coast a little bit because they feel left out. And Shirley's in Pennsylvania. Right. I'm in Virginia Beach. We've done a lot of East Coast things. You're doing a lot and. We want to go central, and we want to go, you know, west coast. And find, uh, eventually, I would like to see us have, you know, um, cruises planned. Even uh, mm-hmm. on, we've got these ports. We've got our east coast. We've got our Texas ports. We've got our west coast ports. And you know, uh, have a, a three cruises planned. Those are fun. There's something that we can do together and still. Except for have me, a ladies, I have fear of water. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, I have uh, two other callers I want to bring in because I know somebody from California. I made notice. That. I can't remember what her name was. That she was going to call in tonight. I have two more callers that want to ask questions. Let's try to bring in as many as possible and maybe branch out if we get the California uh, callers, so we can maybe get something going out there. How's that sound? That sounds great. Okay, I'm going to bring in the next one. It's been holding. It's a 219 caller. Hold on one second. 219 area code. Uh, what's your name and where are you from, please? Hi, my name is Gail Eno, and I'm from St. John, Indiana. Hi, Gail. Gail. Oh. Hi. Gail. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> this group is a godsend. It really, really is. Um, let me explain my story. My husband and I were leaving for Hawaii. We were walking out the door. Our luggage was on the front porch, and my husband forgot to ask my son a question. My son was an iron worker for the Chicago Local One. It really built, beautiful. My husband went upstairs. I was following him. All of a sudden, I heard Rick start saying he's not breathing called the paramedics and not breathing. Nick did not take drugs. It was not alcohol-related. A blood clot let loose from a lung and hit his heart. And he died in his bed. And we found his body. 27. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. (sighs) And how long ago was this, honey? It was in 09, October 2nd of 09. But you... So many of these parents go through post-traumatic stress disorder because of what you see. Because mm-hmm. I watched yeah. my husband doing CPR on my son, and I watched him drop the remote from his hand. I was screaming, and I went down on my knees and started saying one our father after another. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was so sure that when we got to the hospital, he'd be sitting up, that he'd be alive. I knew that Nick wouldn't leave me. I mean, he promised he would never leave me. He always said he was never leaving home. Yep. He was a major mama's boy. Yep. And all of a sudden, my buddy, one of my best friends in this whole world, is gone. Yep. And now who am I? It's like you are... There's an orb of your world, and you're a planet circling your child. And yep. all of a sudden, when your child disappears, you have nothing to circle anymore. Yep. You have nothing to care for. You have nothing to take care of. You I know that two times over, losing morning. a son and daughter. I've lost two of oh them. Oh, my God. We've got women yep. in our group who've lost three and four children. Yep. yep, yep, We've got a woman who lost three in a fire. I mean, all oh my at once. gosh. Oh yeah, my God. we've got some very, very intense situations. Yeah. And everybody needs help. I mean, I can't imagine what they did in the old days because now everything is hush-hush. When you try to talk about it to relatives, mm-hmm. by the time you're like three months in, they say, aren't you over it yet? Yeah, isn't it ironic that people that you think would support you the most, it's, it's not just the friends, but the relatives when they start. That drove me the craziest. It's like I've, I've had relatives that, that don't even talk to me. So, well, and I'm like, I, what the hell is wrong with you people, you know? I think I they miss us. Yeah. I think yeah. they I'm miss sorry? us. They miss I us. Gr- I went to a grief share meeting last night, mm. and the woman sitting next to me was 69 years old. She mm-hmm. says she lost both her in-laws, both her parents, and her dog. My mouth dropped. I was like, your dog? You're you're know. really comparing your dog? Mm-hmm. And then I said, how old were your parents? And she said they were in their 90s. I said oh. they lived their life. Exactly. And she said, yeah. who did you lose? I said, my son. She said, how old? I said, 27. And I pulled out Nick's picture and I showed them. Mm. And she said, he looks perfectly healthy. I said, he was. <coughs> there was nothing wrong with him. This is happening oh my everywhere. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, you see it in the news all the time. Kids are playing in the driveway and they just drop. Drop. Hard, yep. Hard to they're running track. <laughs> And heart exactly. and blood clots. Yeah. I went through that when my daughter was first diagnosed. People telling me, I mean, even though she was thin at times and had it like porcelain doll, both my children had cystic fibrosis. They were like, she don't really look sick. Like, family said that to me. I don't believe it. Or Then they got into the arguments. Well, it didn't come from our side. Well, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you know, it's like they treated me like I did something wrong by having my children. Oh, I mean, that's my God. Thing. I mean, ah. Oh. At Nick's wake, I was sitting there and somebody actually said to me, Were there any drugs involved? Yeah. And I was like, No. And I didn't have a choice. Nick, though, never went to the doctor. He was, they were doing an autopsy. Mm. And then as a mother, I was home when they delivered the autopsy and they handed it to me at the door. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, what is this? And Lake County, Indiana sends the autopsy directly to the home. So I got the autopsy results to open up myself and sit here by myself and read. 
yep. and they're they're vivid. It tells oh, every little thing that they do. Mm-hmm. But oh, I had goodness. to find out what the cause was. But this mm-hmm. heart wrenching. That's something that never leaves you. Yep. That's another painful yep. thing Pe- that parents people don't get experience. it. They don't get it. No. And then no. You know, the other thing I, I wanted to bring up is the empty nesters. When their children go to college and they're all over Facebook and, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm so lonely. And your kids come home for the holidays. I'm not putting it down. I mean, we all don't want the empty nest syndrome. But you got to remember, our kids are not coming home. Think no, of what we're feeling. Not, think of what we're feeling. Married. They're not having children. They have no idea. No, no their idea. generations are not continuing. Nope, Nick, nope. our last name died. There will be yeah. no more Amy's. Yeah. You know, and my husband won't talk about it. He yeah. will not even discuss it. It's not open for discussion. He will not. Yeah. So the only yeah. place I have to turn is these groups. Thank God for them. And Thank God. Yeah, yeah. And they've been, you know, Renee is very, she's incredible. And Shirley has really stepped up to the plate. No, I'm so glad that I met both of them. Yeah, they're very, very incredible ladies. And with the work that they're doing, is really going to do a lot. Yep. I mean, I really hope that it changes the face of grief, you know. Well, it's a beginning and it's already starting because now we're we're doing the the radio shows and the retreats and we're we're appealing to the general population to get donations to help others that uh, would like to like I said like to attend some of these things and do things and and hopefully now the word's getting Virginia out. Beach? Are yes, you I'm going planning to come on to yes. Virginia Beach? Good. Yes, I'll meet yes. you there. Yeah. I'll bring my book and and what have you. I have um, I'm planning and 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 so far so good. I I happen to have on top of losing two children with cystic fibrosis. I have multiple sclerosis. So oh. you know, God willing, I will be there. You know, I'm walking yeah. at the moment yeah. and with a walker and um, but I'm planning right now, right now to to be there. Okay. Oh wow, bless you. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so, um, honey, I got two other calls, and I'm really trying to get as many stories in and letting everybody open up a little bit tonight. And, you know, okay, my show night. is usually God at least once everyone. a week. No, honey, stay on. Hang on to the show. You can stay okay. on. I'm just going to okay. bring in the other callers in, and we'll all talk. And I have two okay. others that have been holding. So uh, very nice talking to you and hopefully seeing you at Virginia Beach. And uh, okay. know that we're all there for you. You call into the radio show anytime. Okay, love you okay. guys. Yep. Love you, Gail. Okay, we love you, too. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, hold, hang on. You. Hang on. Okay, I am bringing in the next caller. Okay. 804 Area Code. Could you tell us your name and where you're from, please? Yes, my name is Donna, and I'm from Virginia. Okay, hi, Donna. Hi. Do you, hi, Donna. Do you know anybody in the group hi, yet? Okay. Oh, yeah, I've been in the group for about a year and a half, and I... I wanted to thank Renee and Shirley for everything that they've done for the grieving parents. They've just been such a godsend for it. Oh. Hi, Donna. Would you like Hi. like to share your story, Donna, um, about your child and how old they were and how long they've yes, been gone? My son Adam has been gone for 28 months and two days. He mm-hmm. died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. He left my house that night. Uh, he had his own house about 45 minutes from here, but he came here every weekend to spend the weekend with my husband and I. 
and he helped us around the house. He cooked, he painted, he gardened. He did anything he could think of to help us. He was just so kind and caring, and he left the house. How old was he, Donna? He was 29. Mm-hmm. He was 29, and he had a deer run in front of his car, and Adam was all about the cars, and I know he didn't want to dent his car, and mm-hmm. he swerved to miss it, and he hit a guardrail, and he died in his oh, life. Oh, my God. He, I'm sorry, Don. He's my baby. I have three boys. He was my baby. Mm-hmm. And he I was a good-looking baby, too. He sure oh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good-looking. But just Renee and Shirley have been wonderful. I, I don't know how I would have done it without them. Thank God. Thank God. Well, I tell you Donna, what, I'm Donna, so sorry. you were a godsend to me because you brought me a fan to Gatlinburg. <laughs> and I will never forget that as long as I live, that you brought me a fan. It'll be there in Virginia Beach, too. All right. And, and, you, and you were a godsend to me because you're my friend now, and I love you. You're just exactly. a wonderful person. Oh, I love you, too. Donna is a wonderful woman. We met her in Gatlinburg. Yes, we were were in Gatlinburg, too. It was wonderful. The retreat was really wonderful. Is that a dog I hear barking? Mine. (laughs) I'm sorry. We still have normal lives, too, guys. We have dogs that bark, and, 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 and I have a son here. I'm surprised he hasn't yelled at me yet, because usually about this time, and I was like, will you shut up? <laughs> I'm playing my game. You know? oh, I'm so sorry. I Forgive I, me. I sit there, and I grind my teeth. And, you know, I'm like, oh, please, Lord, make him be quiet tonight. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. I just me. shoot him outside in the snow. Huh? <laughs> This boy yeah, is six, six three and big boy. I, I, I can't shoe him anywhere. <laughs> Anyhow, honey, very nice to meet you. We have a couple more calls wanting to get on. I'm trying to reach out to as many people and to get a little bit of the story and hopefully see you all in Virginia Beach. And uh, we have you about don't have 15 minutes. Donna, you can hang on. Okay. You can hang on. You can hang on. Okay, yeah, okay, we have a, a few more callers. I'm going to grab another you, call. Donna, very nice meeting you. God bless you, honey. You too. Love hang on. Ladies. Bye. Okay. Love you, Donna. Hold on, please. Bye. Okay. We have a caller from, gosh, we're swelling here, 954. Could you just uh, tell us your name and where you're from, please? Liz Carthy. Hi. Hey, Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie was on my show last week with her book, Whispers from Heaven. How are you, Liz? And the board's working tonight. We're getting all our callers. (laughs) uh, Let me tell you something. I'm so, like, loving the show tonight, Um, loving the songs are working. um, First thing I want to say is, Sandy, are you there? I think Sandy hung hung up. Yeah. I kept all the board open for everybody's on, so. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Sandy is, like, the inspiration my child has wings. I mean, I love her so dearly. Shirley, hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This Thank you like, so much you know, for all you do. I don't do. get to talk to you. I don't get to talk to you on, you know, you don't ever hear my voice, but we're always there for each other, and I just want to let you know 
how much I appreciate you and, oh, my gosh, all you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, too, very, very, very much. I really do. Liz is one of the admins in my group, My Child Has Wings, mm-hmm. and Liz does an amazing job, as as well as Sandy and all the other admins. But I, I love Liz, and everybody needs to buy her book. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we had You know what? And you know what? I hate, I hate to say this, you know, because it's not really about – you know, I, I swear to God, it, in my heart of heart, I wouldn't care if I didn't make a dime. Nope. You know, I, just that's the way reach, I, feel. I just want to reach that person that's in that place that doesn't know, that feels like they're by themselves. I swear to God, I would, in the main, I, I don't care about a damn dime about my book. I just want to go to that place share my experience, and let somebody know they're not alone. Well, I want to yep. tell you a funny yep. story, okay? Just hear, hear this, because we have another another author on the line, and uh, Renee Hogan, Blythe. Hello, Renee. She's, she's hi, also, hi. you know, an admin in my group, too, and she has a book. And whenever we were at the Gatlinburg retreat, she said, I want to give the profits of my book to each and every one of you who are here. And she gave us all a safety pin, with a, it was called a diamond pin. Oh my gosh! And Renee, I'll let you explain to to everyone what that diamond pin was. Oh my goodness! <laughs> For that, yeah. Well, I, I think it was forty seven dollars was my first commission check. <laughs> I give you. Oh yeah, we get big bucks on those books, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's so you know uh, places, girls. <laughs> it's, so what I did, I went and I, I took a uh, a dime and I glued it to a safety pin, and it was a diamond pin. <laughs> and oh, I gave oh, wow, Renee. Renee, you have to understand, dimes are very, very important for me because Ryan needs me dimes all the time in the craziest ways. I'm not talking about normal ways. I'm talking about sticking on people's necks. I mean, in the craziest, dimes are big-time deals in my life. When you said that, that just freaked me out. Well, it's true. They they come through so many ways. Uh, Renee, you even if you want, I don't know if you want to share anything. We had a little talk the other day, and I picked up some things on your your, your child, if you remember, uh, the squirrel and things. You were the one with the squirrel, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. We had a pet squirrel. Yeah, yeah, that I had a pet squirrel, story. and I said. Chris? Chris worked where I worked uh, for about four years. I worked for contract companies. We were newspaper newspaper brokers. And uh, I got my son a job in the fundraising division of our company. And um, he he had left his wallet at home, and he got his check on a Friday and was walking uh, past a, an air conditioner, and there's a squirrel just jumped on his shoulder. And so he brought it in the house, got his wallet. The squirrel stayed on his shoulder. He got in the car, went in the bank with him, <laughs> brought it back home. This squirrel just, like, followed him home. <laughs> he, just, he would come in the house, and I would be doing dishes, and the squirrel would just run up my leg and get on my shoulder and... He, the dogs would get in the chair and look at him, and he'd just sit there. It was amazing that this squirrel <laughs> didn't run around, uh, run from anyone, you know. We could take him outside, and he would get in the birdhouse and then come back in the house with us. <laughs> well, can, can, can we share Can we share that story the other day? Shirley, Renee, and I were doing a conference call. Shirley hung up. You hung up. You had her granddaughter's birthday. 
And I said, we got talking about my, my show, is the name is Science, because we talk about the signs, and I have a gift. My niece has a gift. Uh, beyond just being a grieving mother, I get signs sent to me, like most of us do. And I've become, I've been able to read other people lately. Um, I'm letting my gift go with the flow. So I was telling Renee about it, and I said to her, I felt Chris's presence. Am I right, Renee? And I said, what's up with, what's up with the squirrel? Right or wrong? <laughs> there he is. I'm, yeah, tell him. Tell him. Well, I said, yeah, the squirrel. I said that he's talking about the squirrel. See, I think maybe he was trying to let me know that the squirrel's with him, you know, because the the squirrel got hit in the head by an art box. Chris had an art box sitting on a speaker, and it was longer than the speaker. And, and he ran across the art box, and it flipped over and hit him in the head. So I, I was like, going, maybe he was telling me he's got the squirrel with him, you know. Well, then I, I mentioned something about the bird bath. I said he's also asking you, me to ask you about because I don't actually hear them talk; they just kind of channel. And then I said, what, "What's up with the bird bath and the squirrel?" You know, and then you told me how the squirrel went outside and went to the bird house for bird bath. Yeah, yeah. So okay. then she knew I was a real deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and he, she, what really got me is she asked me, hang on a minute, I've got a, one of our Navy uh, pilots are flying over, and he's really good looking. Yeah, girls, we've got about eight <laughs> minutes. i got two other callers I'm going to get to, so if you want to share this, and then we'll bring on those two other callers if we can. So go ahead, hon. Uh, but um, I can't, I lost my train of thought, so. <laughs> no, I got to you when no, I said something about something. to that thought. <laughs> you lose your train of thought? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, it happens. No, like I said. Senior moment. <laughs> no, I said something about the squirrel. I said about the bird bath, and then you said I said something else that really got to you. Oh, oh yes, he said. She said, "Who is Lil?" Now this was really strange because there's not a lot of people out there named Lil, and but mm-hmm. my step grandmother's name was Lil, and she had passed yep. just about probably six months ago. And I think Chris was letting me know that Lil was there because yep. um, he might not have thought I knew it because they live in Missouri and, you know, we don't have contact like we used to since my dad's gone. And so, uh, you know, I just think he was wanting me to, wanting to know if I knew about Lil. Yeah. Well, God's granted me with this other gift, that, and I'm letting it happen. I've had it since I was nine and scared of it. My dad worked for the church. I was like, you're not supposed to do these things. And and right. now, I'm, you know what, if it's healing other people, I'm letting it flow and letting them come through. Not only do my kids send me the signs, and that's what my all of my books are about now, and the signs that I've been sent, it's comforting to know that they're still around. And, Renee, I had no plan on reading you. It was just talking about the show, and all of a sudden, I'm, he's telling me to swirl. I asked about the squirrel and I'm like with my Sylvia Brown voice which I didn't like her <laughs> and we, I told her about the squirrel and the bird bath and then all of a sudden Will comes through so we brought through some signs but honey I'm going to put um, Liz I'm going to put you on hold well you're all going to be here I've got two more callers okay. I'm trying to get everybody so nobody gets mad ahead, at me tonight because we're all working here calling, Liz. Okay, love we, you okay honey hang love on hang on Liz okay hang on hang on okay we got a 501 caller Hello, oh 501 God, Caller. Where are you from, and what's your name, please? My name is Roseanne Quilty, and I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. What hey. is your name again? I'm sorry, we missed that. Roseanne Quilty. Hey, Roseanne. Oh, hi. Hi, uh, Roseanne. You sound like you hi, live Ro- in Arkansas. Hi, Renee. I'm so happy to meet your voice. <laughs> 
Roseanne, could you share uh, your, your child's name and a little bit of the story? Because i got one more pick, person to pick up. I want to yes. try to grab them, too. We have about uh, uh, five minutes left to the show, so let's hear your story. Okay. Uh, what I'm going through now is very difficult. I lost my oldest son, Mark, last May to a uh, rare disease. Uh, he was 50, 53. And then in September, I lost one of my twin sons, uh, 50 years old, at a heart attack. And now uh, my daughter has been diagnosed with uh, advanced breast cancer. Oh, and my goodness. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, I try to stay positive. I don't like to think about, you know, losing her. I just, I don't know, I just don't know what I'm going to go through. But I'll tell you oh, something gosh, that really helps. Yeah. I look forward every morning and every evening, twice a day, sometimes all day. I read the post on, on uh, my child has wings, and it gives me a sort of... Uh, Thank you, Shirley certain kind of peace and, and knowing that everything's going to be okay. But it's been a rough year, but I, I think, I'm so thankful that I found my child has wings, and I don't even remember how I found it. And the Lord led you to it. Honey, thank you. Yes, thank you for much sharing your story. I've got one more call. We're limited on time. I don't want to rush you through, yes, but I, I want everybody to give a little piece of themselves. Hang well, on, honey. We'll and see you in Gatlinburg. Love Hang you, honey. In there. God bless you, honey. Bye. Bye. Love, you. Said. Love you. You can Bye. hang on. Thank you, Roseanne. Hold on one second. I'm sorry to rush through, but I'm really trying to grab everybody. That's okay. No. Okay. Okay. We have a 540 caller. Could you tell us your name and where you're from, please? Uh, my name is Liz Petri, Liz Sarah Petri. Hey, Liz. I'm from Hardy, Virginia. Hey, Liz. Hey, Shirley Renee. How are y'all? Good. Good. How are y'all? I'm a Liz, too. <laughs> oh, are you? Got another, we got two two Liz's here. And where are you from, hon? I'm from Hardy, Virginia. It's right outside of Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. Would you like to share? We have, have a couple of minutes left. you want to share? My daughter is no. about 18 years of age. <laughs> Hydroplane oh on wet road <laughs> and hit a tree and the car burned up and I never ever got to lay my eyes on her again. Oh my gosh! How long ago was this, sweetheart? Twenty years ago. It'll See be that the grief years is still there. That's and what I want to tell the audience. You still have it. Yeah. It is to me. She was my youngest daughter. There was eight years between my two daughters. She graduated first in her third in her high school class. She had a full scholarship to college, and I'll just be truthful with you. At first, I was real angry at God, but mm-hmm. I realize now it, it was God. It, it, it was the devil in work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We got both forces here. We got both forces here. The devil loves to see us down, and they'll keep you. Yeah, but you know what? With Girls, we're almost at the end of the show. I actually thing about this was my father was a preacher when I was growing up, and it was pounded. Let me tell you what Jesus Christ was pounded in our heads. There was five of us girls. My father worked for the Episcopal Church fifty years, and I, I, me too. And I'll tell you something. 
we are being all brought together. There's two forces in this world. We're all yeah. brought together, and we're all gonna we're all gonna make it. We're gonna help so many other people. Um, I have unfortunately we're well, running out of time here. Well, I, I want to thank you for all. Retreat at everybody. Okay, I see you okay. everyone. Great night. Have a great night. God bless, honey. Okay, listen, I, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for calling in. Melissa, uh, honey, are you still there? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Melissa is my co-host, and tonight was, uh, you know, a lot of grieving mothers Hi, going Melissa. on trying to get as many calls. Hi, how are you? Hi, Melissa. I just want to say, okay, we, we've got 60 seconds so left, ladies. Thank you taking care of us. Okay, yeah, I want to thank you all, and you can tune into my radio shows. That you can go to the archives and hear all my shows. I have well, one thank show. You. It was the third one I did on all grieving parents. I want to thank my special guests tonight, Shirley and Renee. I'll see you in Yay. Virginia. Um, we're going to be posting more and more about your um, your uh, 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 wings of hope. Love you, and, Shirley. Love you, Renee. Okay. Okay, we're all? down to the last 30 seconds. Melissa, honey, thank you so much for being the co-host and sharing oh, your story you. of your cousins. Okay, together, sorry to get to talk too much tonight, work. but we we had a lot of grieving mothers coming on tonight. We wanted to get to as many as possible. Thank you for having Renee and Shirley. Thank you. You're, yes, you're very welcome. You. And tune into Thanks my show. We'll have you back again. We'll have you back again. Okay, well, thank you all. Good night, honey. Okay, God bless I'll you talk all. Good night. Thank you, Peggy. Love you, guys. Good night. Okay, thank you, guys. It's like a pajama party. Love you, Okay, good night. Good night, all. Thank you for calling. The board's going down now, so the archives will be up in a few minutes if you want to hear the show. Okay. Love you, guys. Love you, too. Okay, good night, guys. We're on a party, like six of us. Yeah. We're down to the list. Okay, good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye bye. Good night. Bye bye. Good night. 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 Good